1: and I will you down and sell you out. Run away. I am cold like December I was watching Hoosier's again last night. How can you not every time it's on? What a classic. My generation gap with Crowley was showing what he said that Hoosier's isn't one of his favorites, but Watching Hoosiers got me thinking. Has there ever been a bigger buzzkill in movie history than Myra Fleener? That is a heel's name, too. Myra Fleener. Oh, Jimmy, you can't play. Oh, coach, don't make Jimmy play. Why is basketball such a big deal? I don't understand. But Jimmy did play, and it turned out to be the biggest deal In the history of the town and the biggest deal in the history of Jimmy's life so Myra Fleener was a jerk and Jimmy was a weirdo but he came through Jimmy didn't even talk until the town meeting and by then the movie was almost over and then he went in there and laid down conditions it was like juju that said Jimmy Chitwood could play And then when Jimmy says he's going to play and saves the coach's job, Myra Fleener is still pissed. What a bummer and a buzzkill. And hey, Tarhoon was a dirty team. But Myra Fleener is the number one heel in Hoosiers, and Jimmy Chitwood was a weirdo. So hey, Myra Fleener and Jimmy Chitwood, guess what? You just made the list. Like Crowley and I talked about The last play of the state championship game Coach Dale wants to run the picket fence And Jimmy overrules him Says, I'll make it And he did make it, but still That's like Ben and Fickner No doubt on that The list brought to you by Matt Martz Plumbing, caught Underdame You can trust, dial 412 For all your plumbing needs Okay, uh, I've been putting this off almost the whole show. Whenever I criticize the Steelers, people say, and, and I get this, what would you do different? So here's what I would have done different with the Steelers this off season. I'd have let Juju go. They don't need him. I'd have found a way to keep Steven Nelson. I'd have never moved Filer from tackle to guard, but I guess he would have gone no matter what. I wouldn't trust Zach Banner to start. I would have cut Ebron and put more emphasis on blocking at the tight end position. I would make running back my first priority in the draft if the right guy's available like Najee Harris. Maybe even Etienne. I would have brought Ben back out of respect, but totally on the team's terms. I would give Ben no input on anything. Just line up and run the plays you're told. Because that's the stage... That Ben is at in his career seriously once I decide to bring Ben back I would make every decision after based totally on winning this year all the personnel moves once I decide to bring Ben back based totally on winning this year even if that's not a great bet because otherwise there's no point to bringing Ben back Uh, that's why cutting Nelson makes zero sense you're breaking in Justin Lane on Ben's last nine. You're breaking in Zach Banner on Ben's last nine. You want to rebuild the running game, but right now, Benny Snell's your number one back, and the offensive line could be really, really bad. Now, contradicting directly, Mark Cabali said the Steelers will draft with an eye toward the future. And I bet that's true because the Steelers are loath to play rookies no matter how early they're drafted. But if you're drafting with an eye toward the future, okay, then, again, why'd you bring Ben back? A lot of what's been done by the Steelers doesn't make sense. A lot of it is downright contradictory. So I've told you what I would do different. I'm asking you what would you have done different and what would you do different moving forward. And do you have confidence in what the Steelers are doing? Because I am far from the only one confused by this. This isn't me bitching about the culture, although I hate the culture, and it's made me hate the team. What we're talking about right now is a lot of people wondering about the assembly of the team, and that is a very fair thing to wonder about. Justin Lane has never started and barely played. Zach Banner has started two games ever. All we know about Highsmith and Spillane is what little we saw this past season. Running back is a shambles. The O-line is a shambles. Depth in general is a shambles. Right now Isaiah Bugs is the starting nose tackle and BJ Finney is the starting center. I can't believe you wouldn't be trepidatious about any or all of that. You can pretend otherwise, but it's been a dire off season. So what do you think of what I think would I would have done different with this offseason and still would do, and what would you do different with this off season? I don't know if I see a team in decline or an organization in decline, but I do see an offseason that certainly suggests both are possible. You, the fanboys out there, and that includes the media stooges, have a tendency to think everything the Steelers do is right until it isn't, and then you go ballistic. Let's go to Brandon in Indiana. Brandon, you're all with Double M. How do, you Mark? Good day. I said good day.
2: Alright, so um I'm a little bit confused on the fact of the Steelers salary cap. Because we hear all these numbers being thrown out and there's things that aren't being said of people's contracts and things, and I was listening to Stan Savin earlier today and he says that Juju signed but we're only gonna we're only gonna have for two million of his contract. Yeah, two point four um,
1: million is the cap pit because of the voidable years. And that is being used as the excuse that that cutting Nelson had nothing to do with Juju. But with the cap, for every action, there's an equal and opposite reaction. And Nelson wanted an extension at a price the Steelers weren't willing to play, and I get that. But what if they could have kept Hilton instead of Juju by giving him voidable years?
2: Right, right. How do you feel about the uh, Cassius Marsh being signed next season? Isn't he the XFL guy? (laughs) He has all the tattoos all over his his arms. Yeah, I don't give a
1: rat's ass about that. That's just showbiz. Let's go to John at Slippery Rock. John, you're on with Double M.
2: Hey, what up, man? What up, man? Um, About the Penguins, um, I don't see how they can make a deal. Um, They're missing. I mean, it's a center-driven league. We have Malkin out. We have Bluger out. We see how basically they can't score goals. Do you need a goalie? They have no trade capital. They don't they need a goalie. No.
1: They don't need a goalie. The goaltender's been fine. What are you talking about?
2: Well, you know, I mean, uh, besides maybe dismiss. I mean, I... No, they I'm they don't need a home. goalie.
1: Dismiss played fine.
2: Okay. So, if, if you're going to bring in trades, you're talking about trading, and they want to get rid of pulling or, or anything else off uh, what they have. Well, I don't know. Based I, I on that yeah.
1: Burke quote, I don't know about that.
2: Yeah. Yeah. I, I don't know. I just don't see with the with the amount of holes they have. I, I don't think, they think they're holes. close
1: enough. In fact, nowhere near close enough to a cup to trade even right. one iota of their future. Now, if they want to gamble by making deals off the NHL roster like Craig Patrick did in 91 or 92, that sure, yeah. I might not agree with it and it might not work and it would be a risk, but that would be a risk at least you could justify taking as opposed to giving away like, I mean, what if they traded POJ for a real good third-line center? Like, maybe they could get Derek
2: Brassard again. <laughs> I think that Broussard uh, was uh, batted up the first time around. We don't need to see him a second time. Thank you, Bob. You know.
1: Okay, here's a tweet from a guy named j Trav, And this tweet says it all about the Chase Claypool kicking the guy in the head incident. Remember when we were all outraged when Ray Rice got caught on camera? Other than Ray hit a woman, this is no different. And hitting a woman is worse, in my opinion. But Chase Claypool kicked a guy in the head on video, a defenseless person. And you know how people are saying that mostly Claypool was breaking up the fight? Well, I guess if you're a Ravens fan, you could say mostly Ray Rice was just riding the elevator. Mostly. But he hit a woman... And lost his career because of it. Chase Claypool kicked the man in the head. And I bet he doesn't even get a stiff talking to by Art Rooney uh, II. But you know what they say about a family business in its third generation. 412 333 wxdx is the number to call. What would you do differently? What would you have done differently with the Steelers in this offseason? I want your thoughts on the Claypool situation. Your thoughts on who can... Uh, manufacture secondary scoring for the Penguins, because I don't think anybody can. And what's your take on the NHL referee, Tim Peel, getting fired? Not suspended, but fired because he appeared to be referring to a penalty he called as a makeup call into a hot mic. Then again, uh, we'll play that soundbite again. I don't know how you can conclude anything listening to what Tim Peel said, but he's fired. 105.90X. This report is sponsored by Levin Furniture and Mattress. Heavy volume on the Parkway East, outbound from Boulevard of the Allies to Edgewood-Swissvale, inbound Edgewood. road to dream. So be it, baby. The X at 105.9. I want to read that quote again from Brian Burke as we get ready for the Hockey Night Show from 6 till 7. Quote, we have an agreement with ownership, and part of that agreement is to see how much we can help this group win right now, unquote. Of course, you hear Hextall say stuff similar to that, but you also hear Hextall talk about restocking the system being a priority. And he also talks about how tough decisions have to be made, but really with the Penguins, there's only two tough decisions have to be made, and that is what you do with Malkin and Latang in the long run. So I don't know if when we hear Burke say something like that, if it means they're going to make a trade to try to win now, because I don't think that trade's out there. Maybe it's just lip service. What I do know is that the Penguins earlier today placed Brandon of on IR retroactive to March 18th. He's going to miss the game tonight against Buffalo and apparently a few more games beyond that. The Penguins have recalled Radim Zahoma from their taxi squad. Don't know if he'll be in the lineup tonight, but uh, he's a center. And you know what qualification you have to have to get into the Penguins lineup at this point? Be a center and own skates. Uh, Zahoma qualifies. And I've heard he's a very energetic player with some upside and a little bit of pizzazz, so I would give that guy a try tonight. I would have given that guy a try quite some time ago just hearing myself describe him out loud. Want your calls? we got Dejon at the bottom of the aisle. Let's go to the Hebrew Hammer. Our good friend
2: Hammer Yakshimash. Hey, uh, before I get to my hockey question, I also was watching uh, Hoosiers last night. So uh, while I'm not a super genius, uh, we have good taste of movies.
1: Either that hey, or uh, we're equally they,
2: bored at uh, similar times of day. Uh, that's probably more like it. When Gene Hackman and Barbara Hershey were at, I guess, her farm, they had corn stalks. And they were like putting them into a machine and there was a fire. What were they doing there? What was that?
1: Oh, I didn't think those were corn stalks. I thought that might have been sugarcane.
2: Did they grow sugarcane in, in Indiana?
1: Maybe they did it at that farm. I, that's what it looked like to me, because uh, it looked like they were boiling something almost, correct? Like there was a, a big, uh, not a kettle, but almost an elongated version thereof.
2: Yeah, well, I mean, that's a good as explanation as I've heard, but Hey, that caught my attention. Uh, Second, what was Billy Bob Thornton? What was his role in the movie?
1: He wasn't in the movie. He was the head coach in Friday Night Lights, which is a similar movie and also excellent.
2: I thought Billy Bob Thornton was in the movie. Who was the guy, like, they would pan to, and he was, like, in the back of the the bleachers, like, watching, and he was in the town meeting. Um, I thought that was him. Oh, that was, no, that was uh, not Billy Bob Thornton. It was... uh, the pitcher from Major League. Yeah, it Harris.
1: was Harris. What? It was Harris, correct.
2: What was his role in the movie?
1: He was just – I wasn't sure if he was the father of one of the kids. Uh, he was just a uh, an interfering fan, as in, I told you once we got rid of him.
2: Yeah, he looks like Billy Bob door to me. That's why – hey, real quick, the Penguins with uh, you know their situation, uh, bear with me. I'll try to keep it quick. Okay, say pre-pandemic. Um, the Penguins got like uh, for two seasons they got like about 3,000 people per game and uh, obviously that would affect their decisions do you think this affects the decisions they're making The, the no, well, not the no fans but the very little fans
1: do I think their lack of ticket revenue will affect financial decisions made in the future uh, if yeah. it lasts beyond this season yes I think they need to sell every single ticket to every single game next year, I think they can get through this season fine. And I think if they up the capacity, what's it supposed to be next month? Like forty-four hundred? Yeah, I think that'll get them not to break even, but I think that would be a a much needed increase in ticket revenue. That's your cue. Hey,
2: real, real, real quick, because if we if the Pens got forty-four hundred before the pandemic for two years in a row. They would talk about them moving out of town. Right, that, but, 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 the,
1: but the, the, the low attendance this year is not because of lack of interest. They know those people are going to come back, so you make do, and that's your cue.
2: Uh, don't watch the paint dry. <laughs> Whammy.
1: Okay, we got Dustin on hold, but screw him. No offense, Dustin. We got Deja next here on 1059.
2: At this very moment, biggest stars in music are clearing their calendars. Travel arrangements are being made. Join us today during the Jeep Celebration event. Right now, get 20% below MSRP for an average of 15178 under MSRP on the purchase of a 2023 Jeep Grand Cherokee Overland 4xe or Summit 4xe. Not compatible with lease offers or with any other consumer incentive of offers. 15178 average based on 20% below average MSRP from all 2023 Grand Cherokee Overland 4xE and Summit 4xE models in dealer stock. Residency restrictions apply. Take retail delivery from dealer stock by 4-1. Jeep is a registered trademark.
1: Call back when you're coherent.
2: The X at
1: 105.9. Joined now in studio by the constructor and conductor of uh, DKPittsburghSports.com. at Serbury Reactionary Dayon Kovacevic. on. interesting quote from Brian Burke making the rounds. Quote, we have an agreement with ownership, and part of that agreement is to see how much we can help this group win right now. Unquote. Do you buy into what he's saying there, or do you think he's saying that for the purposes of cosmetics, and they think, as I do, that this team's window is closed? No, I...
0: I... I go back to the introductory press conference. I mean, this well, yeah, is what this is. Well, yeah, but they also is...
1: talked about uh, restocking the system, Sure, too. Hextall was right. adamant but, about that. But,
0: but, Mark, it doesn't have to be black and white. It doesn't have to be either or. I know it's easier that way. Uh, if, you, if you're just committed to be all in every year the way the Penguins have been for three or four years, that's, that's easy because you don't have to think about your direction. So
1: you don't think all in is a description you would apply?
0: Absolutely not. No, okay. I, I think I think that you can do well, this when Brian in a way says
1: that that's the interpretation of some people.
0: Yeah, but it's, it shouldn't be. You know, look, what you can do is you can say, listen, we're going to do this. We're going to do this in a way that we're not trading draft picks. We're going to do this in a way that we're not trading the two or three or four maximum prospects that we have in the entire system. <laughs> I mean, really, that's not being – Oh, no, three, I, three tops. I, I think – And I that think, includes POJ. Yeah, right. I think if you put POJ in there and you put uh, Samuel Pullen and Nathan Legere that's in it. there – That's That's the list. You might be done. You might be done. Uh, that's not really setting – uh, that much of a, of a of a of a hindrance onto yourself oh, it's no, just no, no, not no
1: no no i mean but what they would have to do then is they could trade from their surplus at left defense yes and they would have to get excellent return though because you could restock your system uh by trading a, a not a Peterson so much but if you went off the board and traded Dumoulin, which I, I don't think is out of no. the question. Not likely during the season.
0: No, no, during the season there's no chance of that. Because what ends up happening, Mark, you, you take Dumoulin out and you basically unplug the controller that, for LeTang. That's, right. that's right. Okay? LeTang well, becomes you a lesser player. You unplug the whole player. team emotionally. You, you just because don't, then you're intense apparent. But then again. And and Dumo's a bigger and oh, louder played great, voice. Played great. Played no, 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 great. but I, mean, I don't just mean how he's playing. He's a bigger and louder voice in that locker room than what I think most people realize. I don't
1: think they have many big and loud voices in that room He's He's one of general. them. He,
0: he's, he's, he's one of them. And, and he's, he's, uh, he's not going to be the guy that goes. But here, this is where this gets kind of confusing. Listen, if Marcus Pedersen, you're, you're right. You do want to get value back. And you do want to have it be value that resonates. And you might get more value in the off season in a deal like that. Right. Because
1: in the off offseason, you're not limited this... who
0: you can trade with. Right. How are you helping this team? What are you getting? I don't know. What ah. if it's Eric Stahl for Marcus Pedersen? You... No, no way. Why? Because... Don't say because he's with Buffalo. Well, no, I just don't. Well, I don't
1: think Eric Stahl's good enough anymore. I think he's 36. I don't think he's fast enough to play the way they prefer to play anymore. And I think you could get more than that for Marcus Peterson if you wait till the offseason to make the deal. You could get you could get draft picks, a prospect, you could get decent return.
0: Yeah, I, I still think that you have you have to move in order to get somebody. I just don't think Eric Stahl's a good fit. If you, know, if, you if you came up with a better fit
1: for Marcus Peterson, I wouldn't dismiss yeah, it as easily.
0: My you know, my thing with Stahl is you know, he doesn't have to be first in on the four check. Uh, he's played with Jason Zucker, and they were effective together in Minnesota. That's in
1: 2017.
0: Okay, but they played together. They have time together. I mean, that's a pretty thing. Well, Mew nice...
1: and Recky were great back in 91. <laughs> that's a
0: nice coincidence is what I'm saying. Look, I hear what you're saying about Stahl's age. I'm saying that if you put a couple of fast wingers, skilled wingers, out there for him, his speed is neutralized. You also now have a center who can win face-offs, who can take care of the yeah. defensive zone, who you can trust you. in the work ethic. I'm just ethic. not
1: train Pedersen for him. Yeah, but you're not I your think you're
0: focused on the if, trade itself as opposed me, to the impact on the if team. If you
1: gave me better, well, but you got to think of the trade itself because if you think the window's closed, which is what I believe, mm-hmm. if I got Stall in a prospect, but Buffalo ain't going to trade a prospect.
0: No, no, no. You're not. You're not going to get that. I think that your ideal circumstance is that Buffalo would trade Stall and maybe keep some of his salary.
1: Now, uh, who else can score for this team besides? Crosby, Gensel, Rust, and Capitan, because I don't think anybody can, and I think McCann can if he's out there with Malkin. I think Tanev can, but he's hurt. I, I just think their secondary scoring options, even the guys with their remote chance, are so limited.
0: Yeah, it's, it's not a deep team in terms of scoring, and that's another reason why I'm in favor of, in lieu of... Going out and finding pluggers to build a fourth line. I'm kind of tired of watching that. We off the waiver wire. Yeah, I'm mean, I want... not in
1: any other fashion. Then again, it's tough to. it's know, tough To move guys around with COVID, but I want
0: to get. I, I'd rather build a third line that has at least a prayer of scoring some goals, and that's again where I come back to Eric Stahl. Well, I think
1: when guys are healthy, you have that.
0: You might. I mean, if you're going to trust Eric, you know, you're Evan Rodriguez. Over, you're
1: going way overboard on Eric Stahl.
0: Okay, that's fine. I'm just throwing this him ain't out. He's saying that Eric Stahl. Okay, this is Eric Stahl in giant quotation marks, meaning someone like that who can be a third-line I think Teddy Blooper is a okay. very good third-line Well, I think that should be the fourth line. And you didn't mention, Teddy, in terms of who, who are people who can score. Yeah, but that's not Teddy really can the score. fourth line. But I think it should be. I think they should be like the Islanders' fourth line, the Casey Sezikas the line. The
1: Islanders' fourth line, they play almost as much as the second line. I know, but and they more call than the, them the fourth
0: line. Well, they and they put call them, out them whatever there, they want. Energy guys, that's what you want. That's what you want out of the Bluger line. Get yourself a third scoring line somehow with Zucker on it, with, I don't know, Anthony Angelo, uh, Evan Rodriguez maybe on the right side, and get yourself a centerman.
1: Well, I'm curious to see, and I assume he's playing tonight because he's been caught up in the taxi squad. This mm-hmm. redeems Zahoma. Mm-hmm. And I've got to tell you, I've never seen him play. I've not looked into him. I just know he's not
0: Mark Jankowski. <laughs> he's not Jankowski. Good for him, too. He's, kid, you're off to a flying start. Uh, he's he's six foot six. He can move way faster than you would think. Someone that size can move. He's got some skill. Uh, he actually doesn't look like he's 6 feet 6 by the way he skates which is a which is a good thing um uh, look i after watching Jankowski this whole season uh, i'm ready to take people well, off the and street not, and
1: not just him no Se- no it's Se- Colton Collesevier yeah he's terrible well. uh, there uh, like, frederick Gaudreau, i don't know how he ever played for nashville in the playoffs a few years ago uh, I think he's rotten. Although I will say this, he for him. had a
0: nice game the other day. That's not fair.
1: And, well, you know what? I will say this yeah. for him: he is trying to elevate to make the most of this chance. Oh, yeah, I don't see that from from the guys like Cefiro no, and, and Jankowski.
0: Jankowski is a complete passenger. And what I've heard, Mark, from the inside, is that the Penguins' people are just livid with him because why? They, because they know they saw what he did in Philadelphia in the season opening series. He was flying all over the rink. He was. Well, creating. Why are
1: they pissed? I mean, they feel he's in the tank.
0: Oh, yeah, completely. Really? Why would he be in the tank? Not everybody's motivated. Calgary felt the same way about him, Mark. He got scratched from the playoffs last summer, and the and the Flames put uh, Milan Lucic out at center in his place. Lucic Ooh. isn't even a center. <laughs> you know? They put Zach Ronaldo out in his place in another game. We're talking to DK.
1: He's brought to you by your neighborhood Ford Stores. I do want to talk a little Steelers. What's your take on the Claypool incident, and what do you think the fallout will be? From that, with both the
0: team and league, there's a common sense thing that should kick in when you're in those situations, and you're in the National Football League. You're not just another guy who's you're there.
1: Someone of any
0: prominence and, and wealth, quite frankly. If if you think that it can come back to bite you or your business or whatever, and that applies to me and you and anybody else, you just say, you know what, I'm out on this one. Unless it's like my family member or they're doing it to my, you know, whatever it was that triggered this whole incident. And it sounds like it was a pretty valiant cause. Wait, I, mean, I think you will agree with me on that. Like whatever this guy did who was getting it. He had it coming?
1: Yeah, I don't know if anything justifies if kicking a defenseless guy in the head.
0: Well, if it's my family, I'll be kicking a defenseless guy I in the head. I don't think it was his family. I, I don't think it was either. That's my point. You, you, you got to avoid use, that, but, but, avoid my, it.
1: but my complaint is I just don't think the Steelers will do
0: anything. I don't even think he'll get a stern talking to. Well, I don't know that it's the I mean the Steelers. I, this this one's going to be a league issue.
1: But the Steelers need to make him feel that that can't happen. And there was a time the Steelers at least tried to do that, and yeah. I'm not sure they do anymore. I
0: mean, looking at what happened in this specific incident and laying that retroactively on the Steelers is a reach. Now, should sure the Steelers react oh, to I it.
1: don't know about that. I think there's a laissez-faire culture there that makes guys feel it's no big deal if they get into trouble because nobody ever, ever calls them on it.
0: Okay, who else has gotten in trouble lately?
1: I don't know how many. T- I mean, this isn't the same. I mean, as- You're
0: going to go way back here now. No, no, what? I'm not. This is Antonio. I mean, This isn't the this same is as kicking. This isn't the same as kicking.
1: This is the same as kicking a guy in the head, but mm. I mean, how how much dumbness did Juju have to do before they told him not to do it anymore? I mean,
0: he didn't do anything like this. This this is this is this no, is- but
1: but there's a cumulative effect. Th- there is. Believe me, believe me. I've I've coached hockey long enough to know and I know it's just frigging deck hockey. People say, shut up, fat ass. But there's when you when you win a team, stupidity has a cumulative effect.
0: Yeah, but, uh, it does. But when you're talking about, what is it, one or two out of 53, which is what we've been singling out here for quite a long time, including when it was A, B, and Lev, I'm not ready to declare this some broader Steelers well, I, thing.
1: I am because they've won you're three gonna playoff have, games You're going to have years. outliers.
0: There are 32 NFL teams that have these outliers oh, and have these situations. you just don't want to look
1: at the big picture. You don't want to look at them having... Again, and I say it all the time, they've won three playoff games in ten years. Despite talent that dictates, they should have done much better. Now, I'm not saying the culture's the only reason, but, I'm, but I absolutely feel it's a factor.
0: Yeah, I'm, I'm more in, inclined to look at, at the coordinators and scheming of and that you're. sort of thing. I mean, that's just him
1: Because you're Pittsburgh.
0: Well <laughs> whatever I am, I'm just You're, telling you what I think. You're on your
1: right. I think if they had gotten rid of the coordinators quicker, mm-hmm. then Claypool would not have kicked the guy in the head.
0: No, I don't know that anybody would have kicked anybody in the head, but I think they could have won a few more games along the way.
1: Eh, I, I blame the culture. I, I think that's the common denominator over the last 10 years. Coordinators come and go, and that culture is
0: effed up. Now, they, they come and go often enough. But now, okay. now
1: forget, forgetting about the culture, mm-hmm. what's your take on the way they've managed their offseason? Because I, I don't like oh. the roster right now. No,
0: how could you? I mean, all you have to do, Mark, forget everything else and just look at the defense. And you're looking at five regulars gone from what I felt, I felt was the most dynamic defense, even if they weren't necessarily there with total yards. When I say dynamic, I'm talking about going well, after the football. They, they made
1: plays. They made plays. And they still they, got most of their playmakers except for the one except, guy. Except Bud. Except yeah. for Bud. But, but nonetheless, well,
0: you know, Mike Hilton was a playmaker. Yeah, in his own way. In his own way. In, in a
1: weird, funky, mm-hmm. hybrid position. Unpredictable way. Yeah, which... No, no and, and, and I think Cam Sutton's a good player. But now Justin Lane has to play. Justin
0: Lane has to be your right outside corner because you're not getting one from the outside. Uh, you're, well, and... the way it's
1: been described to me is that Sutton would start there, and then when they go to nickel, Sutton moves inside and Lane plays outside
0: yeah i mean that's possible i mean i'm sure no no no. i'm just saying I, i'm saying well it's it's possible uh, they're the ones that have to figure that well, out between, right now it's probably between now at, and kickoff the
1: composition of the team but, uh, but the challenge
0: there for sutton is can he do some of those wild card things i don't know that do know about did. that he's and more of a cover guy and don't forget too when you're talking about pressure and that's what we're talking about with Hilton and his wildcard things. You're, you're talking about two other guys that executed that pressure on a consistent basis and didn't get anywhere near enough credit for it. Tyson Alualu was in the backfield way more than people realized. No question. Vince Williams was as effective at getting to the, ins, eh. to the, it's, uh, there's no and, it's, it's a number, I he's think, got sacks. I, th- I think
1: he's a lot more replaceable than, than a lot of the guys they let go. But, but this
0: then, facet is what I'm talking about, Mark. They pressured the quarterback.
1: Well, those guys were
0: all glue guys. Not just TJ. They
1: kept their playmakers, but you need the glue too. Yes. The glue keeps the thing assembled. Well, Vinny
0: was huge in that regard.
1: Vinny. Now, uh. His name. Uh, his name's Bince. Please, keep up. Now, uh. You had an interesting column about how, in a weird way, keeping Juju was a priority for them. Mm-hmm. And I agreed with it, but it is weird how it came together. And I think there are any, a number of guys on defense they they should have kept instead of him, and I understand that they diluted Juju's cap hit. Mm-hmm. They could have diluted Mike Hilton's cap hit, well, too. Well,
0: in, in my column today— avoidable years aren't just for Juju. In, in, my, in my column today, which supported a lot of what you've been saying— uh, In general, about what happened to him in free agency, I found out from a source that when he went out to the outside, what scared other teams off was his knee. He went out there, and they realized that – and they found out – because in the NFL, Mark, there are no secrets. They found out that he was having it drained every Friday, that he was missing practices, and they felt in watching him that he had lost some steps. Now, if you think about the juju from his rookie year to what you just saw in 2020 – they weren't close. Juju was pulling now, away from a- a- guys.
1: AB's a- a- not here anymore either, and you don't think the distraction thing scared teams away a little bit?
0: I have no idea about that. I'm telling you what I did here. What I did here was that this was, a, this was a physical issue, and as a result, Juju felt like if he sticks around here, as opposed to the whole yippee i a Pittsburgh thing, if he sticks around here, he has doctors and trainers that he knows that he can trust and will do right by him you, here. You, you, but it wasn't about... Oh, here's Kansas City offering me $13 million uh, and I'm going to go back to I, I Pittsburgh. Don't, I don't believe he none got None of that's none, it, it, because it he, didn't happen.
1: Right. He didn't get any. I, I, think, his Pittsburgh, agents did, I think
0: Pittsburgh's the only significant offer yeah, he got. His agent did communicate with other teams. That did happen, but that happens all the time. Of course he did. And I dealt myself with agents who build these things up because that's part of what they do. Uh, but what ended up happening here, from everything that I heard and, and reported today, it was a result of the knee, principally.
1: I think that that could have had an effect. But I, I think I think when you have a free agent like that who loses the kind of value he expected and gets a one-year deal for $8 million, I think everything we've talked about factored it's in. It's
0: possible, but I haven't because, heard because
1: that. Because that is a, a huge collapse. It, I mean, it's fair to say that his free agency failed miserably, correct? Well, I mean,
0: just look at the comparables. I mean, that's not even an opinion you're stating there. Look at the comparables, meaning the other wide receivers. Right. I mean, this Cause, is cause something... you know what?
1: The, the narrative's out there <clears throat> that, that the wide receivers didn't get paid in this free <clears throat> agency. Five or six really no, did. No, no, no,
0: I did. And I asked, one of the things that I asked my source when, I, when we were discussing this was, how, is, how does this happen where NFL teams just find this stuff out? He goes, man, he goes, NFL teams know Everything. Yeah. They know oh, everything sure. about everybody. There are no secrets.
1: Now, real real quick, uh, and this is a cliche question, but what should their draft priority be? Because I think they're between a the rock and a hard place. I think they desperately need quality on the offensive line. I think their offensive line right now stinks. But I think if they get a tackle in the first run and Benny Snells in the backfield, I just don't think Ben Hand snelled that ball.
0: Yeah, the offensive line doesn't. I, I don't agree that it stinks from the potential it standpoint. It might stink in games one through four, and I think that's where that'll be. That'll do enough damage. Let's if ben even gets say hurt. that's a
1: best case scenario. Yeah. Uh, you're right. Ben could get hurt, and yeah. they can't dig
0: a hole with this team. That's, they just can't. That's awfully rough. Yeah. Um, no, I'm I'm one billion percent in on running. So what back. would you draft running, running back? back? Yeah. Oh yeah. And I'm Not. Be- Looking at Najee Harris and everybody says, "Oh, he looks like a Steeler type running back." I'm so tired of hearing that. And not everybody has to be Jerome Bettis who puts on a Pittsburgh uniform. Of course, of course okay. they do. And- but but Travis Etienne is the guy that I look at and I go, he can make everything happen. Oh, I take there. him.
1: I take him or Najee Harris. Does There's wh- either one other guy? What's North Carolina the, guy's the, name? The
0: way the way Ben releases the ball. Uh, and, and and when he was doing that, really, really effectively, brilliantly with Le'Veon Bell, that's the guy that I want. I want Ben to have another weapon out there to be able to hit somebody and make big plays in other ways. Javante Williams, I'll yeah, take him uh, yeah. Well, you know, you can't have both of them. <laughs> Why not? Let's like Franco and Rocky. <laughs> well, that's what the that's what the I, I, that's what the Pirates would love in the next draft. Take both of those uh, guys. And
1: with with the Pirate mention, we're done. There you go. I did it. That's Dejan. I'm Mark Madden. <laughs> Call now to ask Mark anything. Don't forget, we have the Hockey Night show after that, but call now to ask Mark anything, 412-333-WXDX.
2: The most music in the morning with Abby on the X. Are you talking about me? Weekday mornings from 6 to 10 on the X at
0: 1. Without the ones like you who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done.
1: They never have sex unless it's on video. The X at 105.9. Here's a great stat. Since 1970 in the NFL, a receiver has caught 90 or more passes 218 times a wide receiver you know who had the lowest yards per reception of those 218 juju last year but no he's just terrific four one two three 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 wXdX time to ask mark anything brought to you by Fox bet make the call and download the app today let's go to Rick and beaver Rick ask mark anything Rick Rick you're on the uh, air
2: this is Fred
1: well, then then talk, Fred. It doesn't really matter, does it? Oh, what, do,
2: what do you want? Hi, Mark. How you doing? Hey, Good. when Crowley was on there talking about the franchise tag he don't like on players. I don't either. Well, how about this? I'm sure you, other jobs you had in your lifetime, every company has a whipping boy. You know what I mean? I'll tell you what, for a million, two or three million a year, I think I could be a whipping boy for a company. You know, I don't now, feel you sorry. You see, you're,
1: you're, you're, you're totally missing the point. The franchise tag keeps free agency from being free. Okay, the very best players never get on the market. They're not doing it to punish the guys. They're doing it to just keep them in the same place, albeit at, a, at big money, but they don't get to go where they want. They might not get exactly what they want. They get close, no doubt, but they don't get to go where they want. And that's not right, especially with the NFL's TV revenue doubling, almost doubling in their next TV contracts. Let's go to Joe in Pittsburgh. Joe, ask Mark anything.
2: How you doing? Um I got a question for you, Mark. Um would you ever entertain the idea of doing a face off of Juju to confront him no. about the problems you No, I don't I why don't give, not? I, I don't give a
1: frig what he does. Why do I care?
2: <laughs> I mean you're on the radio all the time blasting him. Why don't you yep,
1: I sure him? am, and he's welcome to come on any time, but why would I seek it out?
2: I just thought maybe you'd be a man enough to confront him. You know I'm what?
1: How about you come and find me and confront me, and we'll see how much of a man I am. What do you think, Joe? Yeah, I'll come
2: to RWC next time you're down
1: there and smack the bullshit out of you. You won't do anything. You won't do crap. And that goes for all you people out there. I've been threatened how many times? By callers, by Twitter, 25 glorious years, and no one's had the guts to do anything. And it's not because you can't beat my ass. It's because you're scared. Scared town. Let's go to Rob in Slickville. Rob, ask Mark anything.
2: Mark, how about a normal conversation? Hey, uh, I'll give it a try. Cl- All right. Uh, the Claypool situation. If the Steelers don't do anything to like, come down, or you think the NFL, because of the conduct policy, might actually suspend him for a little bit? I think he will get it? suspended
1: by the NFL, yes. I think when you kick somebody I, I, be- in the face on videotape, the NFL has no choice but to suspend you for how long, I do not know.
2: That's what I mean, because if the Steelers aren't going to react to it, you know I would think the NFL would.
1: Well, the the NFL has to take the lead on this because it's their league. I, I bet the Steelers just say, Chase, don't do it again. All right, up next, I want calls. And you can ask me anything, but it has to be about hockey. Uh, we got the micro up interview, uh, not, not to open the hour, but we got the Hockey Night Show, one full hour. Isn't that great? An extra hour of hockey talk right here on 105.9 The X. And then after that, Penguin Sabres, 105.
2: You're home of the best Pens coverage, WXDX FM,
0: Pittsburgh. And now the super genius, Mark Madden.
2: Double
1: M, what's up, brother?